Dungeon Masters Block Podcast, the place where we focus on the Dungeon Masters, the most important person in the game, the only person capable of playing God, killing characters, and lowering the ego of all the other people at the table. I'm one of your hosts, Dungeon Master Mitch. And I'm Dungeon Master Chris. And we're really excited about this episode. Tonight, we are going to crawl through this episode a little bit as we are going to explore the art of the dungeon crawl. Very punny, Mitch. Very punny. (laughs) We're going to look at um, how, uh, as a dungeon master, you make uh, your dungeons and what you put into those dungeons. Basically, we're going to look at the who, what, where, when, and how of Dungeons. We have a few shout-outs that we want to start the episode with, as we usually do. Uh, and Mitch has one, I have one, and the first one I will do, uh, it's called Great Place for Fresh Ideas by NerdBillyGM. Uh, gave us a five-star review, so thanks for that, NerdBilly. Uh, it says, these guys are funny and have a bunch of creative ideas to spice up your game and a bunch of great tips for new and experienced DMs. That we do. Uh, thanks a lot. We love NerdBilly. Yeah. He uh, interacts with us on Twitter and promotes us, so we know that... And once again, special shout out uh, to those of us that we interact with yeah. on, a, on that level and that uh, promote us because that's something that helps us, of course, right. getting the word out. Right. So thank you, Nerd Billy. You're awesome. Uh, the next one that I'm going to do is I'm really excited about. I've been waiting a while to do this one. Oh, it's, I remember when this one came <laughs> in and we had the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh, this one's entitled Groovy Stuff. Uh, it's another five star and it's by... Brian Fantana. So. I didn't realize when this first came in, I I, I was like, Brian Fantana, know, why does that, that sound familiar. so familiar? And then, <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and so basically, here is the review. It says, I, I really, really enjoy this podcast. I look forward to it weekly, so keep up the good work. I listen to it in the news van on the way to my <laughs> important interviews. I have increased my ability to DM in a way that creates a fun environment for the guys and raises my charisma with the ladies. 60% of the time, your podcast works every time. <laughs> Many thanks from the Channel 4 News crew, D&D group, Brian Fantana. <laughs> I love Brian Fantana. So if, you, if you're not familiar with it, then you should probably go see Anchorman. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, Get up I, on your... on your. Uh, well, they just came out with the second one. The second they? one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen that one. I, I, I liked it, for, especially there's a really good cameos part in it but I wonder uh, if that, that was really by like Paul Rudd the actual <laughs> shout right. out was from Paul Rudd I don't think so <laughs> I don't think so um, it's by Brian Fantana not by Paul Rudd well. but that is one of my favorite reviews of all time yeah, that pretty was pretty good. sweet it's pretty so. funny uh, so thank you Brian Fantana alright with that let's uh, head over to story time and then we will start crawling through some dungeons story time the time during the episode where we talk about what happened last week during our campaigns, our favorite moments, what we learned about ourselves, and what we learned about each other. Please join us now as we enjoy story time. So Mitch, this week for story time, you were the only one that DM'd. I didn't have time uh, to DM, uh, and we only had one week in between our last podcast. So... Uh, share with us a little bit what happened in your campaign. So in my campaign, you guys have been traveling kind of across this country that you guys um, are in currently, and you have all these. We've talked about how you've been given this quest for or by the gods, and in this quest, 
there are a bunch of mini quests. You have to get certain things. And some of them are really obvious and some of them are not. Right. And so you've been trying to uh, go down that checklist and check off every single one that you can and then return to this place that hopefully once you guys get everything something happens. Right. It's like you know that there's a door that you're hoping once there's you get something everything, in the little well thing yeah. that keeps showing up every time we but put in an item. But you can't get it until right. apparently you get all the items right. or do the things that you're supposed to do for or you know whatever it is for the gods. So, you guys have been traveling across the country and you reached uh, this woods in which one of our characters who's a satyr, his clan is from this woods. And so you guys, uh, you and uh, one of the other playable characters, last week he wasn't there, so you guys split off from the group. Um, right. From him, he went to talk to his satyr clan because he knew that it was going to take convincing to let you guys enter into their territory. Right. Because they're very territorial. Very protective they don't, of their lands. They don't interact with the outsiders. And so this week, after you guys were able to go off and get another uh, check mark off of the... Uh, checklist. You guys got to go into their clan, and he. We did a little bit of role playing with him uh, individually. I did on the side before you guys were able to figure out what was going on. And he's he's a prophet for his people, so he sees visions, and he got to see a new vision this week, and then he got to tell you guys what it was. So his, you, his player didn't remember yeah, any of it. It's funny because we joke about like. Uh, one of our players came back uh, and he just was like, of course, he's got to be the one that gets important plot points. He forgets everything. Right. <laughs> and so I tried to help him a little bit more because I'm like, wow, this would be very, very memorable to your character. Yeah. Like the, the visions that you saw would stick out. So I helped him a little bit. I didn't want to help him fully because I don't want to like give stuff away. I want his interpretation, your guys' interpretation to right. lead to any discoveries you would make. Um, do you remember any of the vision that he described? I remember the only part that I really remember was, and I think one of us wrote it down, so we have it somewhere. But I, the only part that I remember was we met like what was the the big creature that we a met? Sphinx. The, yeah, the Sphinx. Yeah. yeah, we met a Sphinx, and it, he had a vision of another Sphinx, mm -hmm. but it wasn't the same exact one. And we had an argument for like ten minutes about the color <laughs> of the fur yeah. and whether it was the same one or not the same one. Um, I still don't know whether it's the same or not right. the same, but uh, that was, I know there was like a couple of other parts that were really like important to the vision, but I don't, I don't really remember. Them so, at all. so basically he, and I'm not going to give anything away that I haven't, that right. you guys hadn't already discussed again, because that's up to, that's up to you guys. But right. He saw like these stairs, like so many stairs and you guys were walking up. Oh, that's stairs. right. Cause I made the joke about the never ending stairs in Mario 64, the Bowser one <laughs> yeah. where you yep, go up like right. a million and stairs like, and, and I, you turn around and you're like, like oh, 10 yeah, to the I remember that. That's so cool. I had nothing to do with mm -hmm. what I was thinking at the time. It's so far off of what it is. Right. But, but I was like, Oh yeah, those were sweet. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, but yeah, so you guys saw stairs and then he basically saw you guys traveling through this dungeon like area. He's not really sure what it, um, what it is. Oh, he fought a big statue, didn't we? He saw yeah, you guys yeah. fighting giant statues, which in my in the campaign we're in right now, it's before uh, you guys have, like, the area that you're in has had any interaction with dwarves, so you don't know what dwarves are. But basically in describing them, I was like, they look like big, giant dwarven statues. Right. Your characters have no idea what dwarves are, but that's what he would describe them as looking like. Right. And one Stout of the quests... short men. Right. One beards. of the quest plot lines that we have is we have to 
we know this yeah. as play as care as uh, people, but our characters have no idea who the dwarves are. But we have to go get an item, a battle axe or something like an, that, an axe made by one of Morden's people. Right. Morden is the dwarven yeah. god. So yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys as players know that, but you're like, but our characters don't know. This is going to be one of the harder ones, and it will be one of the harder ones because basically you're going to have to figure out where the dwarves are right. without knowing who the dwarves are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's true. Um, the funny thing is, and I. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but you guys have already gotten that plot hook, plot hook and you passed it by. Uh, so, <laughs> we'll see if you guys can find it we again. We did? Yeah. <laughs> but moving on, anyway. Yeah, now you've got the confusion face on. Like, what the heck is it? Yeah. If you, if you get realization, don't talk about it here. Now We're I on. have to, like, now you do realize I'm going to be thinking about this the rest of the day. Yeah, I know. And I That's have exams that I have to focus I, on. Yep. Good, <laughs> Good <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, so he got this vision and he saw stairs. He saw this dungeon type thing. You guys fighting statues. Just looking at your face. All you can do is I'm not even paying attention to you anymore. Um, he and then he saw like they you guys exited this uh, dungeon and one of the notable things was he saw that you guys were a, at least a oh, decade older. Um, a decade older. And so all all you guys as you're listening to him describe his vision, you're like, what? Like that's a long time. Like what's going on? And he saw this uh, this road leading out in front of him where he saw a, a beautiful, huge tree. He saw this mountain, and he saw this other, this large, huge beast in the distance. And that's pretty much what his vision was. And you guys are like, you guys talked about it, and you're like, okay, we have no idea what this means. And it's really cool because knowing where you guys are going to uh, go and what this is a vision of, like, you guys are trying to figure out, is this a real vision? Is this, like, a uh, revelation with, like, this means something that it's not really? Like, does the Sphinx, is it a metaphor for something? What is this vision? Right. Um, and because he's had visions before, and you know that they're not exactly what, you know, what he's shown is not always exactly what is going to happen. Sure, sure. Uh, but you guys are trying to figure that out. It's... I found that as a really cool plot hook uh, to get you guys interested in the future, trying to figure it out without even giving away where the future is going to go. Um, and I know that you guys can think all you want and you won't be able to figure it out, I don't think. But it's it's been really cool. That's We've talked about like dream sequences and stuff in uh, campaigns before, visions, uh, choosing a character to be a prophet. Uh, I've never done it before. Really enjoy it. It's funny because you guys are like, well, it could have been somebody else who had a better memory. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I I love Caleb. He's one of the most intelligent guys I've ever met. Oh, but yeah. details in the moment are not his specialty. <laughs> no, it's so it's not. like, like he I wasn't here the not. week where you had like you had the whole song, but he literally had to like oh, dance yeah. around and sing it the yep. whole rest of the night just to remember it what was so great. and he still got a part of it wrong. <laughs> so it's just like, man, like, why didn't you write it down? Come on, <laughs> that's the only thing I'm thinking about. Let him. Thing. That's why. <laughs> no, I know. Oh. Why didn't he cheat? If right, 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 secret, right, right. Um, but yeah, so that was a lot of fun. And getting to see you guys figure out that, and then you, then the basically the rest of the night was you guys trying to travel to this other area, and you guys got in fight after fight, and almost every fight you guys were close to dying. And well, no, <laughs> that was, was before, wasn't it? Both before and yeah, afterwards. both before and after. Uh, oh yeah, we did almost die in the yeah. afterwards part. At too. least at yeah. least in the afterwards part, you had you had help from uh, some of 
the satyrs came oh, along that's with you guys. Right. I totally forgot and about they that were battle. Just, they were just meat fodder for you guys. Like they, they got they you essentially lost half the party, half the of their party. They the just way I look at those satyrs were they were pretty much we just <laughs> spread out so that yep. they would die. And then we didn't get all the brute force of the attacks yeah. of the bear riding. You were attacking bear riding barbarians, yeah. and they just ripped those satyrs yeah. to to shreds. Well, when they only have fifteen health, as I'm looking at the yeah, they were the like level stat block. They were level twos, two, and yeah. one of them was level three. Yeah, <laughs> they just got decimated. They did. I think there's only like two of them left, or something. I think there's like that. I think there's three, and there were six to start off with. So you only lost half. But it was in one. But we battle. almost also lost half our party too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was, it was a good, good night. So, yeah, it was fun. Uh, that was a fun time. Yeah. Oh, you have uh, you have another story as well from one of the emails that came in this week. Yeah, we uh, I've we've been interacting. Chris, you do most of the interacting on the email, but yep. I got to interact with uh, somebody from the email. His uh, title that we will call him here is uh, DM Main Prize, and he was just kind of. Sending us an email, just telling us how he enjoys the podcast, which we always really appreciate. But he also told us how he's used ideas in the podcast uh, to help him in his campaign. And yeah, that was really cool to see that. So we kind of, I kind of asked him, like, "Are you okay if we share some of these stories, like, on the podcast and tell people like how uh, you've used these as story hooks in your campaign?" And he was like, "Of course, you anything that I say, you can use in the podcast." Um, so we, we'd like to share that with you guys just as uh, an extra to the story time. This is from DM Main Prize. Basically, he tells he was telling us, he was asking us a few questions, but then he told us that he, uh, one of the podcasts that really inspired him was uh, the Halloween episode where we talked about ghosts and vampires and werewolves and such like that. And he really enjoyed that. He really got some great ideas from that. And one of the ideas was uh, we when we talked about ghosts and ghosts yeah. not being always enemies but they could be like a a quest giver like a ghost that appears and they they haven't moved on because they have unfinished business and he said that his his adventuring group they found a plus one long sword called talon um and this belonged to a a long dead knight that was slain by orcs and he said that was a great thing to give the adventurers this quest to go and kill uh, these orcs and uh, have revenge on these evil orcs who had killed uh, him, and they did it with this plus one longsword right. called Talon, which was very yeah. poetic justice. It was it was a cool idea. Well, yeah, he, he said did, he said that when they picked it up, the ghost appeared and like yep. gave them the whole story, and they're like on their way to go and do this now to figure out you know what orcs did it, where are they? I I don't know if he, the well, the ghost is like alongside of him guiding them yeah. or if it was like he gave yeah, them like the instructions and then disappeared yeah again or something. I'd, I'd actually like to know that because yeah. one of the things we talked about is how in ghost lore sometimes like a ghost will attach itself to either the place that it died in or an object right and so i wonder if the ghost was like attached to the sword right and so it just follows them along until they like are finally able to make it be at peace and pass on yeah because that'd be pretty sweet like that that's a great be. idea there you go like he took that idea there was a like there's an item that a ghost is attached to and like that ghost follows you around like and that's the thing like what if they didn't they were like nah we're not gonna do it then that ghost is following them around right. all the time right <laughs> like yeah. that could get super annoying yeah um, or it can be really cool, but there's another idea straight from DM Main Prize. Uh, but the, I think the thing that I really, really enjoyed was we've talked about Stomp quite a bit yeah. on our podcast. The goblin that became the mascot for 
uh, your old Stomp, Goblin King of Orenthal. <laughs> yeah, one of our old campaigns, and everybody still to this day, uh, when we ask, like, who was your favorite NPC, Stomp is almost always yeah. uh, brought between up him at and least top three. Between him and Bert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark actually shed a tear over, over, over Bert. Bert. Yeah, oh, but yeah. Mark would still say that Stomp oh, is yeah. his Stomp favorite. Oh, yeah, is way better. But, yeah, yeah he said that the his group uh, also saved a goblin, and they named that goblin Droop. Droop. So instead of Stomp, Droop. And he said that he is quickly becoming a mascot like Scott, like Stomp for the party. Uh, the cleric is teaching him to meditate and got him a custom-made set of matching robes. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. So, uh, that's yeah. that to me and I know to you too, Chris, is like one of the best parts of what we do here at the Dungeon Master's Block, hearing how people have used our ideas and put them into their campaigns. And that like even sparks our inspiration more yeah. because you know we can give out out a, out tons of ideas, uh, and the ideas that we give out just become tons and tons and tons more of ideas because people take them and put their own twists on them. And uh, I'd love to hear the adventures of Droop the Goblin and how they differ too. from Stomp. Yeah. So thank you, DM Main Prize. Keep sending us that info. That's awesome. We love to I hear love from you. So yeah. thank you so much. All right, Chris. You ready to start crawling through some dungeons in the meat? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm starving. We ain't had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Why can't we have some meat? Looks like meat back on the menu, boys. So this week for the meat, we are talking about dungeon crawling. Uh, and as many of you know, as dungeon masters, it's in the name. That's part that that is a staple of dungeons. And dragons. Yep. Gotta uh, have some dungeons in your campaign. Dungeons can be one of the funnest things. And I know I've done a couple of them the past couple of campaign or the past couple of times that I've DM'd, and I've really liked putting mine together. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that is, is I've I've made some things for them, and it's been really fun to make those. But it's also you get to see the interactions that your players have with maybe new monsters that you've never introduced before. You can find them in the dungeon here. You can you can do all sorts of crazy things within a dungeon itself. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is the why of a dungeon. Why would your characters within your campaign find themselves going into a dungeon? I think that this is really important, and this is kind of one of the one of the reasons that we're giving all of these reasons. Right. Because dungeon crawls are really fun, but I think a lot of the times, and I've made this mistake as a DM too, uh, the DM can just go, oh, we haven't done a dungeon crawl in a while, let's just throw one in there. Throw it in as something that could be fun, but we yep. haven't experienced it in I a while. think there needs to be... To make a really good dungeon crawl, there should be a purpose behind it. That doesn't mean that your dungeon crawl can't be wacky and full of all different crazy things, but you can still have a purpose of why that wacky crazy stuff is there. And right. we'll talk about that as we go on, but uh, there should be a purpose behind all the, the reasons the dungeon's there, what's what what the dungeon is, and that's what we're going to talk about. So we'll, we'll begin with yeah. the why. Why are you going into the dungeon, what's the purpose of it? Yeah, so. I, I think the first thing within this is you can you can simply stumble across it. Yeah. It could be something that, you know, and we'll talk about where it could be in a little while, but it could it could be, you know, within a building and you just happen to be like, oh, there's a cellar that just goes down into this crazy dungeon. You know, in my last campaign, we kind of did that. We, we went down into, we kind of just randomly stumbled across it 
And it wasn't like we were planning on yeah, going Yeah, it wasn't like a mission dungeon. you were given. It, it was, was something just, we found. <laughs> yeah, it was just simply something that it was you were either in the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. It was just happened to be like, oh, this leads down and, and we're going to go and explore it. And that's a simple reason why, but I think that that could be a very common reason why. Yeah. I think a lot of the idea of a dungeon like, is that it's not the reason why it's a dungeon that's filled with enemies a lot of time and all these other things is because most people don't know about it. Right. So it's hidden away for some reason. If it's like wherever it is, I think of Skyrim, like there's so many dungeons in that. And why is there still dungeons? Because they're old, people haven't gone into them, and so you, you randomly stumble upon them. Right. Like it's just right. like that. It could be just like that in D&D yeah. for a yeah. reason. Why are your adventures going into it? Yep. Um, another reason uh, that I would say is another classic reason of why you're going into a dungeon is you're hired to do so. Yeah. Uh, you get a job from an NPC that they're like, listen, go uh, clear out this dungeon for whatever reason that they want Still to. Still with orcs yep. or something like that. And the best part is when they say, I'll pay you to do it. <laughs> Instantly your group, especially yep. if they're an adventuring group, is like, the money? That's oh, always, yeah. That's always the question. Like, I, we need some adventurers to go clear out this thing. And how the rogue is always gonna going, pay? yeah, how much are you going to pay? Yeah, right. like, the rest of the, like, the paladin's like, I will do so. Right. Uh, the rogue's like, how much? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, oh, you can take the loot, but no, the rogue wants to know how much are you paying yeah. me. He might go and do it anyway, but he's not going to come back can tell yeah. you. Uh, so He's yeah. like, my life is more important than me <laughs> yeah, simply right? die, so, going and doing this. So you can get hired by someone to go and do it. Yeah. I think the next one would be is there's rumors. You could mm-hmm. be in a city and there's like these rumors of this crazy, I mean, to take the new Dracula movie, there's a vampire that lives up in the, in <laughs> right? the mountain. Like, you have to go and kill this vampire. So it could be this crazy rumor, whatever you want it to be. Um, and that could be the driving force behind yeah. them going and clearing it. could be a rumor of a, there's a, you know, somewhere... Like underneath this city, there's a, a secret vault that's centuries old right. and it holds powerful weapons. Well, what adventurer is not going to go? I want to find that right, vault. Right. I want to get powerful inside that place. Yeah, powerful weapons. Yeah. Uh, rich, powerful. I'm there, man. Like yeah. most players will jump yeah. or at it could, that it chance could... of a rumor of treasure <laughs> yeah it could be like a, a sunken ship too that you have yeah. to like explore somehow you get a somehow you get like this underwater breathing apparatus or something like that and you <laughs> have to go and explore this sunken ship yeah. to find you know lost fighting kuatoa and shahugan oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh, another reason would just be that it's simply an enemy uh camp like a place where enemies have settled down and these are the uh, main enemy of the group or just you know they're orcs that deserve to be taken out right. so uh you're gonna go to this dungeon and take them out i think one of the last ones too uh would be maybe you find a dungeon yep. you have a reason for finding this dungeon you may stumble upon it you may be hired to do it rumors of it whatever but you can't get into it because you don't have the key for it it mm-hmm. could be some magical door that has a has a lock or something like that that you have to decipher the key or you have to actually the key has been lost yeah, you know, like it, it was, could just be a real actual yeah, key. Yeah, it could be a real it. actual key, and you it's some famous guy that was buried elsewhere, and you have to find the grave or something like that where the key is hidden. Uh, and so you, the last, I mean, you, you have to simply find a key, and it could be something that you come back to, you know, yeah. months later. I think that's a great way to build up, like, excitement about a really cool dungeon. Right. You could, the very first night of a campaign, introduce a dungeon that has powerful yeah. enemies, powerful weapons, 
but your characters can't get into it. Maybe it's a, yeah, it's a dungeon that the key has been lost for thousands of years. And yeah. there's all these rumors and stuff around town. It's like right outside of town, but nobody can get into right. it. Well, that could be the last thing or just down the road, something you do in your campaign, right. but you can, you can know about it for a long time yeah. and then work your way up to finding that key, whatever way you do. If that's the main quest, like that's, that's something you can do to build up excitement about Oh, we have the key now. Finally, we get to go back yeah. into that dungeon. Well, and I think, too, like, it, when I play Skyrim, there's dungeons that you'll find that are, like, regardless if there's a key or not, that you have, like, level 70 enemies. And it's yeah. just like, oh, I shouldn't go in there yet, but I really <laughs> exactly. want to go back there, and I remember exactly where it exactly. is on my map. You, you might know? not even, it might not even be the fact that you don't have a key. It's just, uh, I'm not going in there. I'm right. level one. There's a red dragon right, in there. Right, right. <laughs> like, and it could no be way. like, I want to go back to that yep. because it was so memorable to me in the past, you know? <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the next thing that we uh, want to talk about with the purpose of a dungeon is uh, where is that dungeon that your characters are going into? Uh, there's many places that you can place a dungeon. The first and probably most obvious one, since they're called dungeon crawls, is that it's an uh, it's somewhere underground. Yeah. When you um, hear the word dungeon, you instantly think, oh, I'm going down yep, somewhere. Stairs yeah. going down. Right, maybe right. a door, maybe an entranceway, but stairs going down underground. Right. Uh, I think the next one is a mountain. You find a cave. Yep. It could be like an orc hangout. I know in one of your campaigns we did uh, a knoll hangout yep. in the or hangout cap, whatever you want to call. <laughs> hey guys, welcome, welcome to our knoll hangout. You want a drink or something? <laughs> yeah, like, just no, hanging out. Right. Why, why these adventures gonna come in and kill hey, us? They're pull, just chilling. Pull man. up a seat. Hang out with us. You know? No, it's no, it's like, like what are these guys doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. misunderstood. No, this, yeah, mis- <laughs> wasn't there like a comic about that or something not too long? I feel no like I read idea. something about that on Reddit that it's like just a. Like, all the bad guys are just misunderstood. They're <laughs> well, just we like, about oh, it yeah. in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everybody's just misunderstood. The bad guys are just all yeah, misunderstood. they're not bad. They're just no. misunderstood. So it's not a hangout. It's like a yeah. layer of some sort, you know? <laughs> so you have to go in and and, uh, and find out, like, what's really going on behind this in the mountain, yep. you know? Uh, another idea would be there. It's a ruins, like it's yeah. ruins of some ancient civilization or a city or uh, whatever it is. That's a perfect uh, place to ha- place a dungeon. Yeah, you could have also a castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it could either be like an actual like castle that's in function now, yep. uh, or it could be like you just said, like an ancient castle. Somebody yep. ancient put a curse upon this castle when they died, and there's a bunch of undead running around inside this castle that you have to. Uh, either put a stop to or there's like a magical item within this castle that you have to find. I mean, there's there's tons of possibilities within a castle or itself. similar to a castle, a fortress. And yeah. I think the idea that we're really trying to hone in here is that when you talk about a dungeon, a dungeon crawl in the sense of D&D, it's not always an actual literal dungeon. Uh, if you are, if you have a castle or a fortress mapped up, if you have a uh, area of a ruined city mapped up, that is quote-unquote, a dungeon crawl. Right. That's what that is. Like, you're fighting baddies, you're doing things in this mapped-out area, that's a dungeon crawl. It doesn't have to be, every single time, a dungeon. In fact, it shouldn't be, because you should give uh, different, you know, places to go. It, it'll be more exciting if you change it up to be a dungeon crawl through a fort, right. through a castle, uh, through ruins. Right. I mean, you could also do another plane. Now, this could get really tricky because the, the plane could open up and it's like, is it a whole nother world yeah. in a plane or is it like you're in a building within the other plane, you know? Yeah. So it's like something you got to figure out. You got to think about that beforehand. But this, this is an idea of like how you take a dungeon crawl and make it 
really out there and really different. Right. Going to a different plane. Right. Thing. And it could it could also be one of those things. We talked about a key, like people want to yeah. explore it later. Opening that could be you open up a portal to a different world. People get in like a glimpse of what's inside that world and they're like, Man, we gotta go back to that world somehow. Yeah. That was really cool. Like we wanna and it could be something that's like and your characters thought it was only this one place that they have in your world. There's a whole other plane out there. And you that's, know, that you that's a explore. perfect opportunity to use creatures and enemies that yeah. you it really doesn't make sense to use anywhere else. Right. Like the why are they attacking? Well, you throw them your characters into a different plane, it's filled with different creatures. Right. Uh, I think of the uh, I think of magic and they have in Zendikar they have all those floating islands. Oh yeah. Like yeah. you could have each like you could have your characters go to a different plane of existence. And basically, they're crossing bridges to small floating islands, right. and that is a dungeon right. crawl like scenario. Yep. Um, you could have them go to the underworld, uh, where they're traveling through levels of the underworld. That's a dungeon crawl like scenario. Right. There's ways to put twists on a classic dungeon crawl and make it really interesting and really cool. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the place that has, like, jail cells and no. chains everywhere and stuff and that, like that. Look at that. There's another one, though. Yeah. Jail. Yeah, jail yeah prison. Because you you've done prison we, campaigns Yeah, we've before. done yeah. a prison campaign before. We've moved through prison, like, a prison, and it was a big dungeon crawl of how to escape a prison. Right, like, right. That was really fun. Yeah, one of the reasons you go into the or the prison as well is you have to break somebody out yeah. too. You oh know, yeah, there's, it could there's be, a whole bunch of yeah. different things. Usually, you if do. you're go using a prison as a dungeon crawl, it's because somebody's escaping, yeah. whether it's you yeah. or you're helping somebody. Or you're escape. hired to do it. But yeah, that's yeah. a great that's a great idea yeah. of uh, a way to make a dungeon crawl interesting. Yep. The last one that we have here is, uh, of course, one of my favorites because I love wizards. Yeah. It could be a wizard's trap, whether it's uh, an actual real place or maybe the wizard has created an extra-dimensional space. That's a dungeon that they trap you in. And both the another plane of existence or a wizard trap, those are perfect opportunities. Like we've talked, we talked about how some dungeons that DMs create are just wacky and crazy. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they're like that, and it just it's like, why is this dungeon like this? It makes no sense. Well, if it's if it's another plane of existence, if it's a wizard's trap, you can make it as wacky and crazy as you want. And it makes sense because the wizards created this place. Right, it right. could be an insane wizard and everything you fight, everything you do in this dungeon is just weird and crazy. Right. And it doesn't have to make sense with physics or logic because it's not a real place. It could be a real place. Maybe the wizard just teleports you to a specific place, a dungeon, and that's what you go through. But right. those are some good places where you can have a dungeon crawl take place. Right. And so I think with any dungeon, usually as a dungeon master, you map them out, yep. right? Uh, I know I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've used different techniques. You know, I've, I've, uh, I've made my own. I've hand-drawn them. I've, I've printed them off. And so, uh, Mitch, we, we have written down here maps. And the first one on here is you can make your own. Yeah. You can simply take a piece of graph paper, say each square on the graph paper is 5 feet or 10 feet or whatever you want to do it, and just... Whatever comes out of your mind comes out of your mind, and then you can just fill things in. Fill things in with either different drawings, or you can number it and have a list below of what's in this room. You know, stuff like that. Uh, I've done it. I like doing it that way. Yeah, I like me too. drawing my own. You don't even. I mean, I think that graph paper is a great tool to use for that, but you don't even need to. Yeah, use you don't it. even like, need to. When I first started DMing, like I just used regular computer paper, and right? Just made like these 
pictures of dungeons, boxed-in rooms, circular rooms, and I drew, like, little symbols, or actually, I because I got real into it, would draw, like, a dragon that was in that room or right, something like that. Right. And then you have this visual map that you're able to look at and you're able to go off of, and so you know where these characters are going. Right. Um, I think, speaking of maps and drawing them out, that's even a great opportunity to... I've done in the past where I've made... A, I've taken the whole tea bags and made a piece of oh, yeah. paper look like an old map, and I've sold for whatever reason somebody has like a map to the dungeon. Um, once again, make it have purpose. Make right, you know right. to why there's a map to this dungeon, uh, old blueprints or something, and you can like even make a map for the players. Right. And one of the fun parts of that is maybe the dungeons changed around since that map was made, and so they get lost because of this map that's old and it doesn't like have new parts of the dungeon, or right. it has uh, wrong. Maybe it's given to the party by somebody bad who wants to get them lost, and so they have. Uh, wrong directions or wrong instructions for certain things in this dungeon. Right. But it's a good idea to, like, give the... You give... Whenever you give something that's a prop to the players, it immediately will get them excited. So if you have a drawn-out map of your dungeon, immediate excitement to go into that dungeon. Right. And to check it out. Yeah. Um, Another idea is that you can uh, either download or print... Um, a pre-made map. There's so many online. There's a lot of random generators yep. too that you yeah, can use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You there's an infinite amount because of those random right, generators right. that you just put in how many, uh, how big you want the dungeon to be, and there's even random generators to like create like what's in the room. Yeah. And once again, we're talking about having a dungeon with purpose. So those might not be the best ideas if you want to have a yeah. real purpose to your campaign because a lot of times it's just filling it with random creatures and such like that. But it's a good place to get those maps and then you just need to fill in what's in each room. Right. I will say a lot a lot of times that I use the random generators isn't for like the creatures and stuff that are in the rooms. It's more like, okay, I have five rooms figured out and I have ten rooms to go yet and I don't know what to put in those yeah. rooms. Like, <laughs> like aesthetically, I don't know what to put in those rooms. And so you create it, and it says, like, this is what's in the room. This is what it looks like. This is what's on the walls. This is, you know, what what type of furniture exactly. is in there and stuff like that. I don't care about the creatures at that point in time because I can fill them in with whatever, whatever I want the theme of that dungeon to be. I just need more ideas of what is actually in this room that I can see visually. And at the very least, you get you fill it up with the random monsters, and you go, well, that creature doesn't really make sense, but what about this creature? Right. And you can get an idea of, well, this room will have many of many creatures, this room will have one big creature, and you get that idea, and you can swap out creatures very easily. Right. But that's right. a that's a great place. I've used I've used all of these ideas for making dungeons. Yeah. Uh, the last idea that we have for mapping out a dungeon is we've talked about on this podcast... Um, printing out your own or either going out if, you, uh, if you're rich and you have the money to, <laughs> buying dungeon tiles. Yeah. Um, so printing out your own, making your own, buying your own. Uh, another way that I've done most recently, the last dungeon crawl we did, um, I basically set out the dungeon tiles on the table and then you, uh, with one of your dungeons... I came up with this great idea to get black paper and throw it over yeah. the dungeon that you just, set out. Especially if they don't have a map, you can just slowly move it yeah. and adjust it to how, like little pieces of it are you know, uh, revealed at a time. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. So you don't need to... The idea of that is you don't need to create the dungeon as you go along. It's already created, and you're, you're removing each piece whenever they go into a room so it reveals what's underneath that piece of paper. I, I will say that does help because... You can tell players, okay, if you have it all out on the map, all your dungeon tiles, all of your map, you know, if it's a big piece of graph paper, uh, you can say, like, hey, guys, you know, if you have it all revealed, 
don't use character knowledge. You don't know that yeah. the rest of this are. But it always translates over. It's like, I know which room we have to get to now, you know? Well, it's funny because the most recent dungeon I made, my brother was up here for Thanksgiving and he stayed with me. And I was like, you saw the dungeon, didn't you? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I don't remember much of it. But knowing that he was going to see it, I placed, like, monsters that weren't actually going to be in that, like, room. In that room just to set it up, knowing that he would see it and possibly get tricked by this and go, I don't want to go in that room because that's in there. And But it didn't, he didn't remember it, which was good. So, uh, but yeah, like, I I did that with the last dungeon I did and I just set up the dungeon tiles and then I made a really quick map, quick map from the dungeon tiles and I really liked that in the sense of, I had a night to make a dungeon crawl, and that was super easy just to pull out these dungeon tiles, make a dungeon, and then just fill them in. Right. I didn't have to think about what I was going to draw out. I just made it with the dungeon tiles, made it fill up the table, and that's a that's an easy way to map out a dungeon is use the dungeon tiles, map it out with that, and then fill it in. Right. Um, right. So after the... Uh... After the wear of the dungeon, yep. you move into, you have this great idea of, of where the dungeon's going to be, what it's going to look like. Who are you going to find within the dungeon? Exactly. I think you, I mean, you could have an empty dungeon. dungeon. without, yeah, you could have an I empty mean, dungeon. Yeah. And, and that could be fun. There's things you could place into the right. dungeon that has, that could make it a really special dungeon crawl in itself, and we'll right. talk about those later. Right. But right. enemies are a typical staple of the dungeon. So who are those enemies? Yeah. Like who are you inevitably going to fight yeah. within this dungeon? We've talked about the idea of it having purpose. So is this a orc uh take maybe it's a dungeon that was uh created by or taken over at some point by orcs and so this right. dungeon is filled with orcs and you can have a couple, you know, they have some trolls in there too. They have some ogres that they're working with too, but yeah. who are the enemies in this dungeon? Yep. Yeah, you could also have it just be infested with crazy creatures and yep. animals that are within there they may have become extremely territorial of yeah. their spots in the dungeon and you come in and disrupt them i mean you could you could have it almost be like a a bear den or a wolf den that you're trying to go in because they killed somebody at one point in time dragged the body within there and it had like this special item that you needed for your campaign and you have to go within this like bear den or wolf den to get it back out uh, so you can fill it with creatures and animals Throughout the throughout the and whole that, dungeon, and that makes a dungeon just what you choose to fill it with act differently. Yeah. Um, if you have bears, if you have wolves, you kill them, and unless the other animals hear it, uh, they're not doing really anything to go. They're not that bear is not going. I need to go tell the other bears. However, right. if you go into an orc dungeon, um, and there's We've had before, like, there'd be guards, and they have horns that they'll blow if they, like, see enemies, and then that alerts all of the orcs in the dungeon, so they're able to repair, they know that there's somebody there, whether that's readying their actions, like, we, I, you weren't in this game, uh, our normal group wasn't in this game, but we had, I was DMing for a group of people, and they had alerted the rest of the people in the dungeon that they were there, like, there was goblins, and the goblins, like, blew a horn, so all the goblins in the dungeon knew that the word spread, there's enemies in here. And so they walked into this room, and there were ten goblin archers. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. And they just released. And within the one guy just walking, and it was like, boop, my guy's down. (laughs) It was terrible. And so that kind of intelligent creatures, even if they're slightly stupid intelligent creatures, are going to pose more of a uh, 
strategic threat than animals in a dungeon. So yeah. that's that's something to think about when you're filling that dungeon, what your enemies will react to. Well, and that might be something, too, that your players just think, we can walk through this dungeon extremely easily, right? Yeah. And there's some guards at the beginning, and they're just like, I'm just going to walk up and kill these guys. Well, they don't make it far enough in the first round or whatever. Those guys are inevitably going to blow their horn or whatever, yeah. and that could be something that's like, you guys really need to think about what you're doing and not just simply do it. Yeah, you know, we've had we've had times when we've had a player group that goes, "Man, I'm really low on health. Maybe we should go back to town and rest." Well, if you go back to town and rest, and it's a den of wolves, you're probably gonna you're be probably fine. fine. Yeah, if you go back to town and rest, and it was a a Knowles hangout, Chris, hangout. Yeah, <laughs> um, they're they're gonna have the chance to find those dead bodies, to even if you hide or burn those dead bodies, to see that those souls are missing, missing yeah. to regroup, uh, to set up their, to reset up their weapons, their traps, uh, everything, and they're going to be way better prepared if right. you decide, I'm going to go back. Right. They might even, at that point, that if you're going after them for, uh, maybe you're trying to get an item or something from them, they might even go, we're leaving, we're taking yeah. this item with us, we're going away, and right. you might lose that item completely if you decide to leave a dungeon. That's why I always try to emphasize when uh, I'm DMing and a group is going to a dungeon, buy some potions before you leave, right. because you, if you get stuck and you have no potions, don't expect me to just make there be a potion right. room where or you make, guys find potions. Or make inevitable, I pray to my god, does yeah. he do anything? <laughs> yeah. Nope. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to be the DM who you know, pulls things out of my butt to make yeah, the game easy. Right. Like you right. guys should prepare. And so uh, that's something you need to think of. Intelligent, even stupid intelligent creatures are going to be a more strategic yeah, a more strategic opposition than the animal kind of enemy. Right. Um, so bosses are also another thing that we, when you're building a dungeon, you need to figure out who is the big bad boss. Are there more than one boss in this dungeon? That's something that you need to figure out. Who's the who is besides you? Who's the dungeon master? With bosses, it could be is it a necromancer that's controlling you know all of the undead within yeah. the the dungeon itself, the cave, whatever you find yourself in, wherever this necromancer is hanging out. Uh, it could be a wizard. Does he have control over some of the people within the dungeon that you're fighting against? You know what what there's there's a multitude of different things Big that you can do. Is yeah. Dragons would be. Should right. always be a, a dungeon boss. Yeah, if I mean, what else anything, are you going They're not to, minions. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I guess unless, you could have a... You could have a... That'd be pretty cool. A, a dragon-filled dungeon where they're all, like, baby dragons, wormlings, and then there's a big dragon, the right. mother dragon, right. the father and mother dragon. Oh, gosh. Both of them? <laughs> that would suck. That would be terrible, but... Hey, uh, you didn't like your characters that much, did yeah, right? you? Because they're all dead. Because <laughs> we're going into yeah. a dragon dungeon. Yeah, right. But, yeah, like, who is the boss? My brother came up with this great idea uh, of he was basically going off a video mentality and told me that he was planning out his campaign and he was talking about an, an alpha and omega boss type system and I've never heard it explained this way before but I know it's in video games where you have to beat a small boss in order to get up to the big, the big bad boss, boss. Yeah. and yeah. you can have it could be one small boss one big boss it could be multiple small bosses right. like Whatever it is, like, that's an interesting way to think of a dungeon crawl uh, system being like. I remember, and I think the bosses are a big key to what you want your dungeon to be. They should be really interesting. One of my favorite dungeon bosses that I ever made was I made this completely homebrewed creature that uh, all the PCs had got to 
a where they were in this like ice cavern and there was this glowing gem on this stone altar and this altar was up these stairs and the characters went up and they were like oh let's take the gem and they tried to take the gem and all of a sudden the whole dungeon starts shaking and it wasn't the dungeon that started shaking it was the altar and the platform and it rolled like busted out of ice and there was this huge weird creature with like horns and like frost breath and this altar was built into his back right okay Um, and so then they had to start this huge boss battle with this giant massive creature and half of them were on the back of this creature (laughs) and half of them were on the ground trying to run away from this thing who was trying to like just pound them into the ground and use frost breath and the gem started letting off like pinpoint laser beam at like certain oh geez um, pcs and uh, I remember uh, Mark at that time was just like, I'm really impressed with this boss. Like, yeah. this is a sweet boss yeah. battle. And just homebrewing that. Bosses, I think, are a big part of what makes your dungeon memorable. And so you should put in time and effort into thinking who is the big baddie in this dungeon going to be. Yeah. The big baddies. Well, and the and the bosses, too. I mean, if you want to get into homebrewing stuff, that's a good opportunity to oh, use yeah. it. Because you don't want to go in, like we've talked before, where your characters know exactly out of the monster manual what creature you're using. And so it could be something that you either take a creature and tweak it and make mm-hmm. it into the bad guy, or you just make something completely different, like exactly. an ice cavern platform guy, yeah. whatever, whatever you <laughs> His want. His name was Froom the Altar. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, you can do all sorts of stuff like that. And especially, like, for bosses, that's such a great place to try something exactly. out. You know, that's, that's so cool. Uh, another part of the who, like who's going to be in there, are there allies or prisoners within here that you have to free? You know, we talked a little bit about this throughout most of the dungeons that we talked about so far, but is it somebody's being imprisoned against their will? Is it Mm -hmm. somebody from your group maybe that got captured? Um, I mean, there's there's a multitude. We've had this happen in our campaigns plenty. Like we talked about that, the Knoll. The Knoll hangout. It's like you guys were all prisoners in... Well, your character wasn't, but everybody else was. No, my character, um, he went and found the elves or something like yeah, that. Yeah, to he? help them, yeah. save them. Yeah. But yeah, they were prisoners in this dungeon, and there were other prisoners in the dungeon, and they figured out that they were eating the prisoners slowly, like just enjoying them. So you guys were like, I don't want to get eaten by gnolls. Yeah, right. like, that's not the way I want this But they're just misunderstood, in. right? Like all bad guys are. They're just <laughs> misunderstood. Um, but yeah, like we've encountered that before. Plenty of times we've gone into dungeons, and there's been prisoners... And so you guys have tried to, like, free them, and uh, we've also had there be tricky tricks, like, with that. Like, there, I remember one time I used an ogre mage, and ogre mages can change, change their shape, and so yeah. uh, you guys found a little child who needed help, and you're like, Aww. oh, and, like, so he's like, sure, please help me out, and, like, half the group was like, no, we must move on. This one paladin guy was like, I have to free this kid, and so, like, he turned around and left with the kid to be like, I'll show you the exit, and once he was away from the group, whoosh! turns to an ogre mage and it was a crazy battle in which the paladin right. almost died in uh, right but that's prisoners in a dungeon would make sense in a lot of aspects of who the bad guys right are. well and it could also change the outcome of part of your campaign too mm-hmm. like you free an npc you might you know have some sort of reward for freeing that guy too or you might exactly you know, yeah. i mean there's there's anything there's tons of things that you could do with that they could Maybe give you an extra rich. reward or <laughs> yeah or he's like hey i work for you know, the shop when you get out of here, come and come and find me and I'll I'll discounts. hook you up with some discounts rest, or whatever. For the rest of your yeah, time. Yeah, I mean it could it could be some something cool like that too. Exactly. I mean, so allies and prisoners are, are something a that you great, can think of. Great use. Obviously a cave of wolves will not have 
Yeah, there prisoners, won't be anybody in the sense alive. of at least caves, unless like, they're intelligent. Or in the sense who, of at least cages, like yeah, yeah, they, yeah, unless they're wargs or something. But you might have a character that was dragged away into a wolf's den, and they thought that they took him out, and he's bloody but still alive. Right, you could have something like that, but they're not. It's not the sense of you're going to find cages of prisoners in an right. animal-filled cave, right. obviously. Yep. Uh, so the next thing is what. Um, is the dungeon. And when we talk about what is the dungeon, we mean like, what's the dungeon layout? Uh, we talk about a dungeon having purpose. Uh, where did this dungeon, why is it there? Is this a old dwarven uh, settlement that was abandoned? Uh, and so now, or it was taken over by goblins. And so now you're, you're walking through an old dwarven settlement. So you might find statues of Dwarven kings and such, right. while these goblins are attacking you, right. uh, that's one of the things that this dungeon could be. Right. I in my last campaign, the one that I'll talk about is the thieves' hideout. Mm-hmm. Like what the one of the ones that you found in the sewers of the city was an old thieves' hangout. It was one that had traps rigged up. It had fun little quirky things that you would think of like rogues or thieves setting up. Had secret exits to this place. Um, and so something you could do is like a thieves hangout. That would, yeah. be, that would be something that you could do. Uh, have <laughs> Using the word hangout. <laughs> thieves, thieves, thieves hideout. hideout. <laughs> Whatever you want. Thieves hangout. Hey guys, like we're posters in yeah, town. Like, yo, if you're a thief, come to the hangout. Yeah, come to the thing. The that thing place out. is shut down yeah, really quick. Yeah, right, right. They cut, yeah. They're just misunderstood, Mitch. They're just misunderstood. Uh, but yeah, a thieves hideout is a great place. Yeah. Uh, a fortress, like we talked about. Why, who's... Fortresses, why are you going into and attacking it? But a fortress is a, a specific setup for this for this dungeon. Right. We talked about natural caves within a within a mountain. Animals, Animals. or it's a place where some people are hiding or they right. turned it into a dungeon of themselves. Right. A tomb is a really good place. A tomb and then you have all these dead bodies and people buried around you, which could lead to either um, searching them and getting some cool stuff off them right. if your characters aren't all paladins or they're rising up and attacking you as undead because there's a necromancer rising up or a curse right. or whatever. Tomb right. can be a great place uh, yeah. to have a dungeon. Yeah, the next one, this is something that I read about not just before we started recording mm-hmm. this podcast, but it was something that I saw online. It was like, what would it look like to have a maze mm-hmm. as your as your dungeon? I thought about that. I was like, that would be a ton of fun. My players would get extremely mad at me because I'm trying to make. <laughs> right. I'm like I'm like setting out like either dungeon tiles or like revealing parts of the map. It's like, sorry, man, that's a dead end dead again. End. You know, uh, figure it out. But so that's that could actually be really fun now that I think about it. You just like they go down a hallway, you cover up the rest of where they've been. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, or you just do like a, a, a theater of the mind type night with the maze. You know, yeah. however you want to do it. So and and why is that maze there? Is right, this, you know, created because they don't want what what's at the end of that maze that they're trying to not let people get to that they're trying to kill people before they get to it is this a mage, maze created by a wizard or a god like what's the purpose of this dungeon why is it a mage a maze and and basically one of the reasons you want to figure all of this out like what is this dungeon that you're in is because whatever you choose is going to change the form of the dungeon a natural formed cave is going to be very different than a well-crafted dwarven-like city. Right. It's going to be different than a maze, than a tomb. Like right. all these lead to different layouts, to different different rooms, to different structure. Right. All of it's going to change. Determining what you choose is the dungeon. Right. And so within any dungeon, we we kind of hinted at this earlier. Like, what else are you going to find in there? Yeah, like else? traps. Are there going to be traps in there? Traps, traps are, are fun. <laughs> traps are key to a lot of dungeons. Uh, one As of the reasons why yeah. 
uh, a player might choose a rogue is because they want to be able to find those traps and disable right. them. Right. And if you never make a dungeon with traps or locked doors or whatever, then that rogue's going to be crying right. like the entire time. Right. We were out in the wilderness in my campaign right now, and I'm like, well... Your your open lock and disable uh, device skill is not coming in handy right. out here. Yeah. There's no traps yeah. to disable. My guy is right like now. a thief, and I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> we ran into a dryad who walked back into her tree, and I was yep. like, can I open the lock? Because my character like <laughs> fell in love with her. Right? Don't worry. Hope, hopefully, you're still putting ranks in those because you'll need them. At oh some yeah, point. yeah, I still am. Yeah. And you will definitely yeah. need them. I'm working on my my uh, perform poetry right now. Nice. My guy also <laughs> performs poetry, name. and my charisma sucks, so I'm trying to get better at it. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, yeah. traps are. A huge staple yeah. to most As a DM, dungeons. I love coming up with traps because it's like I cannot wait for the players to trigger them and see their reactions or to simply just be like, I can't wait to see them actually disable this. You know, it's it's fun because it's something like you can see the walls of this place, you can see doors, you can see all this, but traps are usually hidden pretty well. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that's like the players will be like, oh, crap, why did we not use, you know, sense trap or whatever when they went into this room? Uh, and it's fun to say, like, you just got blasted by a huge pillar of fire coming yep. straight at your face, you know? And you can you can do just what you just said. Like, you can make up your own traps. Right. But you can also go to uh, the Dungeon Master's Guide, whatever edition you're using. Right. I, I know I have the edition 3.5 in front of me, and you have all these samples of traps yeah. starting on page 70 and so you can find tons you can go on the internet and search traps whatever edition you're looking at and you'll find tons of examples of traps so you don't even need to spend the time homebrewing your own traps right there's, there's, there's just hundreds of traps right. there's already out tons there of pre-made to ones. use yeah fill up your dungeon with them make your dungeon dangerous right but once again you should also have purpose behind why those traps are there um you're You'd expect that traps are there to protect something, right? Um, whether it is the boss or whether it's a room of loot, whatever it is, uh, those traps should be there for a purpose. And certain dungeons, like a natural cave dungeon, is not probably going to have traps. Now, you could still have traps in the sense of like a pit that you might not see and right. you fall into, right. but it's not going to have like a trap where you step on a plate and all of a sudden a big boulders coming at you and you right. got Indiana Jones and right. out of there. Like, right. That's not going to be in a natural cave unless somebody got to that natural cave. Right, that was the other thing I was going to say. If it's something that there's like a wizard hanging mm-hmm. out in there or something, he may have set up some traps or if yeah. there's another rogue that's within there set up some traps themselves. You know, He might have set up some magic traps right. which is another type of trap that um, maybe your rogue is not that skilled in is skilled right. at the like mechanical ones, but magical traps, right. not so much. Right. Maybe you need that wizard to try and get those uh, devices disabled. Uh, another trap, another kind of trap that I... It is a magical kind of trap, but one that I found really useful is illusions. Yeah. I remember one of the first dungeons I created. It was a huge dungeon, and it was a wizard. Like, there was two wizards that were the bosses of this dungeon, and they had... Basically, your characters got to this one big room, and there was a ginormous black dragon sleeping in this room and there was like scattered gold and right. to get you got you had to sneak past this dragon to get to the wizards right and your characters were scared out of their minds because you knew that you were not at the level that you would even survive a second of waking a dragon right. up and so you guys had to like figure out a way to sneak and i remember the rogue started to sneak and went to pick up the some of the gold quietly and it went right through his hand and then he realized, what the heck? Like, And you could see all the players like clicking in their minds. And I rolled will saves for them. 
And some of them realized, oh, this is an illusion. Right, right. And so they were able to walk up to the dragon, and the dragon did nothing. It was just an illusion. And they found this under... If they walked into the dragon, they found there was this disc in the middle of the floor that was letting off this illusion. I remember gotcha. the first thing that they thought of, which I didn't even think of, is, can I break the disc out? I'd love to carry it on a dragon. Yeah, everywhere. yeah. And can they I tried set this and they, they broke it, unfortunately. Oh. I think they rolled a crit one, which helped oh. me not to have to figure out what the heck I was going to do right. with this adventuring party running around with this dragon Well, because then you have to figure out, <laughs> is it set to the specific dimensions of the right. room? Like, are there going to be pillars of gold that just cut off at right. the end of it? Because it's up against the But yeah, the that, like, illusions can be a great way to trick yeah. Uh, certain characters that think, oh my gosh, I don't want to go into that room. Yeah, That's I haven't scary. used illusions yet, mm-hmm. but those are something that I really look forward to using because yeah. they can totally mess with people's minds. Because it's it's the same type of thing. Like, if you go further and further into a dungeon and you've used, you've used an illusion right away, they're going to get to a room and they're going to be like, this might be an illusion. <laughs> and then they get in there and it's not an illusion and they're like, holy crap, yeah. <laughs> I really wish that that was an not illusion. Like, what is real or not. Right, right. No way the DM would put this, oh no, he really <laughs> holds <laughs> Yeah, right. So I think illusions could be fun. Yeah. It's illusions, Michael. Illusions. Illusions. <laughs> it's an illusion. Yeah. That's not my trick. That's not my trick. It's my illusion. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but another thing, obviously in dungeons, are going to be doors. And if you go into the Dungeon Master Guide, you can, it talks all about doors. That's mm-hmm. not something we're really interested in talking about. But there is a specific door that we want to talk about, and that's secret doors. Secret Doors, yeah. Secret doors are a really cool thing to put into your uh, dungeons. Now, one of the things that you want to remember is dwarves. If there's a dwarf in your group that they have a special skill that they are able to sense and see secret doors better than other characters, yeah, especially so they're, if they're made out of stone. Yeah, yeah they're really good. Stone. At, yeah, I think yeah. that might be. I think one it is. I think it's like. Dwarves. I think it's secret stone, stone doors. That yeah, can something have. like that. I don't so, think it's. I don't think it deals with magical doors yeah. necessarily. I think it's like specifically if it's made out of stone. No, I've I've told players it. like when they've played dwarves, they're like, remember that my dwarf can see. That. I'm like, well, you need to keep reminding me of that because as right. a DM, I have so much on my right. plate. So just remind me of that every now and then, and I'll I'll remember it. Right. Um, especially if we're gonna go into a dungeon, like remind me when we're going into dungeon. So I can pick out where that secret door is and go, remember that Balfron the Dwarf sees this um, automatically or whatever the specific rule is. I don't know off the top of my head. It's They get a special or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it is. But yeah, that's something to keep in mind when you have secret dwarves, or not secret dwarves. <laughs> secret dwarves. Secret doors in your dungeon. They don't um, see me. They another don't see thing me. With, yeah, <laughs> another thing with the secret doors, if your characters find it, like how do they open it? Now, right. obviously, there's not a knob just sticking out of there. Right. Or you stick um, your hand in this little crevice <laughs> and it opens. Yeah, so. well, it could be something it could like be. that. Yeah. Is there a key? Uh, is there, once you like touch the door, do like, words illuminate and you have to figure out... like Speak friend yeah, and enter. Yeah, a certain <laughs> riddle or something to get into the door. How does that secret door open? And the last thing that we want to point out about a secret doors, if you're going to put secret doors in your dungeon, you better have something cool behind them. I will argue with you on this. You did this one time. I remember I? it. And there wasn't something cool behind what it. What was it? It was the one where we were in the, the Dark Bellows. In the Dark Bellows in your, in your group. Are you And there was the one me? in the hallway. That was, it was totally cool. <laughs> it was a room full of beds. It, it was completely necessary and it made sense. Okay, it so was. we were in the Dark Bellows, my world's version of the Underdark. And you guys found a room with beds in it. And you were in the Dark Bellows, so you weren't able to sleep and rest normally. You found beds. That was something you needed so much, and it made sense because the Dwerger had made a secret room where they were able to sleep and rest in peace. 
completely cool. Oh, that's what it was? Okay. <laughs> I was just like, why is there... Because we were a ways away from the it city, was, yeah, right? It, it was the Dwerger beds. Right. I remember stating that they were a little bit small. Right. Uh, but so it was like they were able to close the door and be protected from Umber Hulks and the evil goblins that were moving through there and not have to worry about right. it. Right. You guys, unfortunately, I think you guys woke up and were attacked by Invisible Dwerger. Yeah, that cause, But yeah, that was, that was why they were able to find you guys, because... So it was to- it, might- it was something mundane that was really cool and really yeah. helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so I argue with you <laughs> on that argument. Uh, but other other things besides secret doors of what are you going to fill your dungeon with are just random. You said like with the map creation, the randomized map, it helped you to figure out what yeah. certain rooms are going to be because yeah. your dungeon rooms should have other objects in them. Yeah, I mean, you come across like in in the last dungeon we had, there was a little like found or uh, uh, smithy place down yeah. there. There was, I just said there's random blacksmithing tools that yep. you can sell, I guess, in this room. Yeah. You know, like, you're going to walk into the room and you're just going to, people are going to say, what's in this room? You're going to be like, nothing. And yeah. it's like a, it's like a smithy. It's like, well, there's probably going to be some old tools laying around or something like that. And you don't yeah. need to, as the DM, like, come up with every single item. No, However, if you write down, uh, this room is a smithy, an old smithy, like, well, what's going to be in that room? If they ask, like... There's going to be an anvil. There's going to be a hammer. Right. There's going to be a forge. There's going to... And so figure out, like, for a lot of the rooms, and you just, some of the rooms, you just write storage, and it's just full of barrels. And right. you don't need to put, like, useful stuff in it. It could be full of barrels with rotted food because nobody's been here right. for a long, long yeah. time. But coming up with the other objects in the dungeon, and if you have pieces to put down to be visual objects for that, that can be things that they can hide behind as characters, yeah. that enemies can hide behind. Uh, those are something that you can fill in. The Dungeon Master's guides all have really good, just tons of lists of mundane items to fill right. up your dungeons with. Right. We're not going to go into it. No. Uh, but there is an important item that we did want to talk about. Torches. Yes. Do your dungeons have torches? Or lanterns. Or, or lanterns. Are or, torches? or some source of light. Would it make sense that they have torches? Now, a goblin-filled dungeon. Goblins Probably have dark not. vision. Yeah. So... They might have fires every now and then that they're using to be warm, warm or yeah, cook, yeah. but why would they have torches along the lines right. of the walls because they don't need them? Right. That being said, that's a really important thing for you as the dungeon master to figure out because a dungeon without torches or lanterns along the side of the wall means that any regular uh, race that doesn't have dark vision that your player characters are, they are going to need to carry a torch or a lantern, or they're going to have the most difficult time in that dungeon ever. Even a low-light character needs to have some sort of light to see. They just see better in it. Dark vision characters don't need that. But unless your whole group is dark vision, somebody's going to want to be carrying a torch. Which takes up in hand, so they're not going to be able to use two weapons or whatever it is. So you want to pick somebody in the group that probably, you know, know, maybe the mage will put away his quarterstaff, that he is hoping not have to not have to use to hold the torch right. and just cast spells from the back. Right. But that is something important. Yeah, I mean that also too, in my mind, I'm thinking about that and it's like, okay, now that they're carrying a torch, does that let enemies that are further down the hall exactly. they can see that light, does that make them go and say, Hey, there's people coming in that yeah. are supposed to whether, be here type thing? Whether it's an intelligent enemy or not, like whether it's an animal, they're gonna see that light and that's gonna alert them. Right. So it is really nice if you have a group of adventurers who all have dark vision because you're able to sneak in as well as those dark vision characters who are in there. Right. But the true uh, sense of the matter is that a human is not going to be able to see in the dark. No. 
unless he buys some super sweet goggles that have night vision, <laughs> other magical night vision goggles, like he is not going to be able to see right. in the dark. Right. I think there's also wizard spells that allow you to have dark vision, uh, so that would help. But normally, you're going to need a torch, and yeah, that's going to alert enemies, uh, but you need it or you're going to be blind throughout the dungeon. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, are there torches on the walls? That's an important factor right. of a dungeon. It's something mundane that is really big and important. Right. Uh, something else to think about within these dungeons is not just traps and all that. What else is in this dungeon? Yeah. Uh, for like, you always think of battles within a dungeon. Yep. Are and there some things- some characters love that? Some characters, some, would, yeah, would love. Just a battlefield dungeon, right? Um, you and the me as players it, are not those type right, of right, right. I I like it to a degree. Yeah. I think you do. I too, want I want battle. Yeah, I just don't want it the whole entire There's time. There's also the side of things. What are you going to do for the non-combative mm-hmm. person? You know, uh, are you going to put puzzles in? I love putting puzzles in. <laughs> as a DM, I love putting I puzzles in. I know. You I do. hate it as players. I know you do. <laughs> I hate it yeah. as a player. But. Yep. And so I I do a lot of puzzles in my dungeons, and I know you particularly get. Not sick of them, but you're just like, oh my gosh, I hate it's, puzzles. It's mostly because I'm terrible with right, puzzles. Right. And so I know that I'm not going to help that well. Right. And so I just usually kick back and go, all right, Caleb. Caleb, <laughs> you, do your... You got this, bro. Well, I did a slide puzzle one time. You yeah. guys were like all involved in it, and then it was just like... It just worked its way down to, all right. All right. And, and some puzzles, uh, you have to be careful about what puzzle you put in as a DM, because some yeah. puzzles are better to not have six people trying to figure it out. And so you want to make sure... If you're going to put puzzles in, those puzzles are okay. Just don't make every puzzle be a better off if one person figures it out. Because who's going to generally take that over? The guy who's good at puzzles. Right. And the rest of the group is just sitting there. And it may not fit the character either of that person. Yeah. You know? Um, so, uh, puzzles are a really good thing, though, to put in dungeons. They're another staple, I think, of dungeons that you can uh, come up with. You've had slide ones. We've had ones that are like... Trap puzzles where you have to figure out like mm-hmm. where not to step and where to step on the floor. Right, yeah, you just recently did those too. Like yeah. yeah, we did one where I, I did one where it was you had to like spell out words on the floor. Mm-hmm. They had I kind of yep. got it from like Banjo Kazooie back in the day <laughs> where you have to like Classic. walk and step on the on the the letters and it spelled out a word. And then you open a door. You know, yeah. another another great thing that we've both used in dungeons and it doesn't have to just be in dungeons, but dungeons are a place that we've used them is. Uh, riddles yep. and so we said like the secret door that might have a riddle written on it that you have to figure out maybe there's a creature in this dungeon that's not there to do battle um, but he is there to not let you pass a sphinx is a great example of this in a maze to ask yeah. you questions and she won't let you pass unless you answer a certain riddle maybe there's a creature that's really difficult uh, that you don't want to fight, and he won't fight you if you answer a certain riddle. Right. Um, riddles can be really good, and there's if you look online, there's plenty of fantasy-driven riddles. There's D and D riddles that you can use. Right. Uh, that your players can figure out. Yeah. I personally, I love as a DM and as a player having riddles. Yeah. I'm not riddles always the best fun. at them, but it's always it's funny because that's something you might want to try to figure out that if that's something your group likes because I. I've had different groups that I've DM for, ones of which are really good at riddles, ones of which are terrible at riddles. Yeah. Um, and and I think one of the other things you got to figure out is what's the consequence if you don't get the riddle away? Uh, are you going to have to fight the creature who's asking it? Uh, is there a trap that's set off that the door, like, or does the door just not open? Is there other consequences to getting the riddle wrong? But yeah, going along with riddles, also questions, just certain questions. One of the staples of some of my dungeons is I put in this genie, uh, this mm-hmm. djinn, who likes to appear in dungeons throughout 
uh, all of our campaigns, we've had him appear, and it's not he doesn't appear too often, but when he does, everybody gets excited. Did we have one yet this campaign? Uh, I believe that we did, although I can't really think of where he appeared. I know we had the demon last time, where he popped up in the that dungeon. Was, that was and, in the... In the right, uh, evil, and you had the, you had the questions, crawl, but, but I don't remember one I, in this campaign yet. I think that he did, but I could be wrong. Um, anyway, uh... So, oh yeah, he did appear. You weren't there that night. That's why you don't remember it. It was in uh, the the comeback in with Oh, Ola that would be why, yeah. Because yeah. he's buddies with Ola DeMar. Yeah, really that makes sense. Gin. Yeah. Uh, and so basically what I do with this gin is usually there's there's something in this dungeon that you guys don't know that you're supposed to remember, but this gin will ask you questions about mm. later. We've yeah. gone into, uh, one time we went into an ogre den, and there was a shrine to the god of the ogres, and it had like a couple of statements about the ogre um, god on the statue. You guys had no idea that eventually you're going to find this secret um, room with the djinn. His name is Bartimaeus in it. And he was going to ask you multiple choice questions. And he always starts it, would you like to play a game? And if you if you say yes, you're, you're stuck in that game. So uh, you knew that. <laughs> once you once once he started asking questions, he started asking I about the old man. Like you open you guys, the door and somebody's there. Would you like to play a game? That's pretty much what it shut is. Shut the door. <laughs> no. <laughs> but so he um, he asked questions about like certain things you'll find in the dungeon, and it's just this moment of the players going, "Oh, I don't remember why that. didn't we pay attention?" And that's one of my favorite things because if you answer, it's usually I use multiple choice, and if you answer wrong, something bad happens. He right. snaps his fingers. And so I remember one time, it was that ogre's den, and I don't think you were playing during that mm-hmm. one, but I remember this one, he was asking about this ogre god, and he'd snap his fingers whenever you got it wrong, and I think they all got they all got the first three questions right, and they were, they were stuck on the last two, and they kept getting them wrong. Uh, they wouldn't, they, they, they went through A, B, C, D, and they kept getting them wrong. The answer was like C or something, and they answered A, B, and D, and they kept snapping their fingers, and bad things would happen to the party members. And so one party member was brought down to an intelligence of two. So he's just standing going, like, just babbling. Uh, one of the other party members gets teleported to, like, this, this pit, like, far down the other side of the dungeon, and he's just like, in complete darkness, guys, guys, where are you? And the other characters don't know what happened right. to him. Just terrible things. One of them got transformed into a lizard or something. And then there's this one character left, and he's answering these questions. And and all the players are at the table going, all right, we've answered A, B, and D. Like, all there is is one left. You know it. And he wasn't paying attention. And so he answered, he started to answer them wrong, and he it took him like three tries, and he kept Losing intelligence and losing intelligence, and eventually you got it right. But everybody at the table is like, "What the heck? You have only one answer. Why weren't you listening? What's your problem?" And basically, you almost, almost entirely destroyed the whole group and yeah. killed us all, uh, killed all of them because they were almost like all left completely <laughs> stupid or almost left alone in a pit that they couldn't climb out of. But that's that's something that was fun in my campaign. You put some way to a- ask questions, and it can. It can have to do with like your lore in your game, and let the players really—that's something that they'll never forget—is right. having to answer questions that if they answer it wrong, they might be brought down to yeah. an intelligence of two. That would suck, and that'll be something they'll remember um, throughout the campaign. But right. that's something for uh, players that aren't focused completely on combat or want something different. Uh, you're gonna have puzzles. You're gonna have rizzles, ri- rizzles, puzzles, and rizzles, <laughs> puzzles, <laughs> riddles, or questions in your dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are a lot of things that you can fill your dungeon with. The mm-hmm. what's 
of your dungeon. Uh, moving on to the last one, how. Um, and when we talk about how with the dungeon, what we mean is how do you finish that dungeon? What is the goal to that dungeon? One of the first and most obvious parts of a goal to a dungeon is uh, clearing it out. Killing all the enemies in a dungeon, that's how you defeat, in a sense, that dungeon. Right. Uh, do you have to kill the boss? Yeah. I Once mean, you kill the bosses, that is it is over the then? End? You don't or, have to kill the yeah, rest of them? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's one that's in the pretty sense, obvious. Yeah, in the but. sense that you said before, like a necromancer that's raising the dead, if you kill that necromancer, or do all the dead just drop and they're dead again? Right. And then you then you don't need to worry about them. You don't right. need to clear the dungeon. It's all about killing that boss. Right. That's yeah. the goal. Yep. Um, another example would be we talked about being stuck in a prison or maybe being prisoners in a certain dungeon. Do you need to escape that dungeon? Mm-hmm. Is that the way yep. that you win? Or do you need to just get to the other side of a dungeon because we talked about the maze and getting through that dungeon to get to something else? <laughs> you have to, oh, that would suck. You get to the end of a maze. Well, I'll just continue with the last one. You have to find an object <laughs> yeah. for the last one. If you find the object, is the dungeon done? You're doing a maze, you find the object at the end, and then it's like, oh, crap, now we got to go back through this maze backwards <laughs> what now? If, like, it's like an Indiana Jones thing where you pick up the item, and a pressure plate goes oh, on, yeah. and the, the whole maze changes. It's just like, <laughs> it's like oh my gosh. And you just like, That's you a, just pitch players it. Players hate the like, DM. All right, leave the room, you see the dungeon move. And then you set up a whole new dungeon, and then they right. come back, and they have to fight all these new enemies on their way out. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'm totally and terrible. Now. Oh, oh gosh. Remind me not to come to that night. <laughs> but yeah, like finding an object. Is there an object you need to find in this dungeon? A certain amount of, um, maybe there's objects, maybe... You've heard rumors about loot in uh, right. like the vault that we talked right. about. And so the way that you clear that dungeon in the adventuring type sense is finding the treasure in yeah. that dungeon and becoming rich off of it. Yeah, so you have to cool. find an object or objects. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you could also have to find objects throughout and beat a boss. I have thought yeah. about doing this is like there's a there's a door to like the last room. And you don't tell your characters that you need a, a key to get in the end, but it's a bunch of different objects that make the key hmm. at the end, and then they have to put like those pieces into the wall. You don't find that out until you get yeah. to the last part. Like, hey, you need this object from this room. And they just kind of go through the rooms, and they're not really paying attention because they think they have to get to the end to this bad guy. And then you see this door, and it's like, crap, why did we not pay more attention? They're, <laughs> they're, they're slightly obvious objects. Yeah. But then you have to go back, and it's like, okay, what room would this maybe be a part of? And then you have to go all the way back through the dungeon to try and find those objects again. That's something that I thought about. Too, yeah, that's but, cool. A key yeah. that you have to put together. Right, yeah. To, it's, a, it's a riddle in the key, right. the object itself, which right. is really cool. I yep. like that. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's those are, those are probably the most common ways of how to finish a dungeon, how you right. quote-unquote win a dungeon, yeah. in yeah. a sense. Yeah. Um, so those are our ideas of how to build the dungeon, how to put one together, the purpose behind it. Um, Purpose, we think, is really important when you're building a dungeon. Uh, Like we said, you can have wacky dungeons, but have there be a reason why they're wacky and crazy. It's pretty simple when you throw in a wizard or a god or whatever it is to make a wacky dungeon, a different plane of existence. Uh, But having a purpose is really important. And those are all things, all ideas of... Uh, when you're going through a dungeon, what you want to place in that dungeon and um, to make a dungeon interesting, to make it different, to make it fun yep. uh, for your players. So that's that's what we have today for the dungeon crawl um, meat part of our episode. Let's move on to the light bulb. Ooh. 
light bulb. All right, so for the light bulb this week, Chris, you have a great idea that you uh, just have worked on recently, and it's something that relates to uh, dungeon crawls. Uh, it's something that relates to the visual aspect mm-hmm. of miniatures. And why don't you talk about what you did? Yeah, uh, for yeah. The I dungeon think. Crawl. Well, we've talked about your dungeon tiles before. If not, yep. we will in the future. Um, and this, I, I, I liked that idea, but I wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, and I made some dungeon walls. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to the dollar store and I found some like little pebble things that for like a dollar, I think it was like, there's like a hundred of them in a bag or something like that. And I just yeah. got some, some little popsicle sticks, took these, these stones and I hot glued them on the, on the popsicle stick and then just started, you know, layering them on top of each other. And it was really cool. It gives more of like the, I mean, you can draw out a dungeon on like a big piece of graph paper or whatever, but this was kind of something that I was like, I saw a picture of it and I was like, that's really cool. And I could do that extremely cheap. Uh, I think altogether I made like a hundred or 150. I don't know. Yeah, I think huge, it was yeah, a huge box. It was, it was a little over a hundred because the popsicle sticks came in a box of a hundred and I made probably close to 150 by breaking them up into different sizes of little dungeon wall sizes. And I'm, I'm hoping to spray paint them into a, a different color for some of them so there's a little bit of a uh, a different flavor to them but um, it was something fun that I spent a lot of time doing and it added a little bit more of a 3d texture to the dungeons I don't know what you guys thought of those I didn't really talk to you guys afterwards about them at all I, I like them uh, the only criticism I would have had with them is that it took a little bit long to set them up individually right. to make it but that being said uh, it was it was fun it was good it looked really nice now you've We've took pictures of that that mm-hmm. night, so uh, we'll post those with yeah. this episode. That being said, you you are not finished that with them, correct? No, so no. the image that we'll, that we'll throw up will not be a finished one. Yeah. Maybe you can even paint probably, one and take a picture. What, of what the I'll probably product, do is but, I'll 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 paint some, and I've also got some other little pieces to like throw in there for aesthetic mm-hmm. reasons. I'll I'll probably set up like a miniature room using them. Yeah. And then I'll take a picture of them and we'll put it up on exactly. the on the description yeah, of, this, so you can, of this podcast. So we we'll have the unfinished, unpainted picture yep. of the night that we played with them first, and then you'll take a picture and yep. show us what the finished product will look like. But a, another thing is if if that's an issue is setting them up, you just set up them up ahead of time, like we said with the covering. That's them what over I was planning on doing. The of next course, time. that was not exactly something that was very easy for you to do because right. we play at my place. Right, you weren't able Takes to a little really bit of time. Set it up. And I wasn't. Here but yeah, that would be the only thing that was a in my eyes was an issue and it wasn't even that big of an yeah, issue. Yeah. They were pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, it was a good idea. I am like, man, I want to do that now and mm-hmm. make them for, uh, just the aesthetic look is nice. Yeah. Uh, miniatures are not a, a, something that you need for D and D at all. Right. However, they are nice and it's nice to have a visual thing and the more creative you can get. And it gives, we all, you know, we like to work on our own and make our own miniature stuff. So it gives us, uh, something to do in our free time. Yeah. Not that D and D doesn't take up, plenty of our free time right but that's just something that you've done yep. recently that was I really, think all really together cool. it cost me like 20 bucks all together to do light bulb all right so that's all we have for you on this episode of the dungeon masters block we hope that you enjoyed it use use some of the stuff that we've given you to make your dungeon crawls even better uh and mitch before we go, you have something that you want to tell uh, everybody within our Dungeon Masters Block community. So we will not be releasing our next episode uh, the normal time that we normally do, which is usually uh, Sunday at once the clock strikes. 
strikes 11.59 p.m. or uh, Monday morning, uh, early Monday morning, depending on our schedules and how we edit usually. But we will not be releasing it then. Our next episode will be a special Christmas episode. Right. We have ideas that are floating around. We are both really excited. This episode will be a we'll have tons of our guests on, guests we've had before, hopefully some new guests right. too. Uh, we're looking to get our players, Jared, Mark, um, Caleb, and maybe even uh, another player that we've had from the past that's moved out to Washington join Might us. Skype in Skype and join in. Us, yeah. So we're excited about the Christmas uh, special episode. That will be released as a gift from us to you on Christmas Day. So on Christmas Day, when you're opening your presents and your gifts, or you're spending lots of money for your children to open up presents and gifts, right. uh, you will be able to listen to our new episode. And like we said, it's going to be an episode different than any other. We're really excited about it. going to be a great time. We might even do some singing. Now they've all said we don't want to listen to it. <laughs> but we're, we're excited for that Christmas Day special episode. Yeah. So look forward to that. Chris, if they want to contact us, where do they do this? You can email us at dungeonmasterblock at gmail.com. That's dungeonmasterblock at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review on there. We'll give you a shout out. Uh, and you can also find us on Stitcher now. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at DMS underscore block. That's that's DM's Block on Twitter. You can also like us on Facebook, on our Facebook page. Uh, throw us some comments on there. We'll interact with you on our Facebook page. Yep. But for now, that's all we have today for the Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we focus on the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game, the only person capable of playing God, killing characters, and lowering the egos of all the people at the table. Have a good holiday season, everybody. Keep on Dungeon Mastering. Goodbye.